Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number five of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me again today. You know, over my career, I have not once run into any individual who has ever wanted to pay more in taxes than they are legally obligated to. You know, I know some people who have had no problem paying their fair share, as long as they know that that is their fair share and not any more extra than they originally had to. I have seen the inverse of the situation play out many times, though, where somebody ends up paying exactly what their fair share in taxes is, and it seems like it's way more than they originally thought, and the pain of paying that much tax hurts, especially if penalties are tacked on. And to make matters worse, it is something you have no control over. Let's face it, our Congress can change our tax requirements at any time, whether we like it or not. Do we really trust Congress over the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years to work in our best interest forever? Maybe sometimes, but probably not forever. And that brings into question, what if you spent your entire life building your retirement nest egg and all of a sudden the day after you retire, new tax rates come out and now you're paying 50% tax on that money? A huge financial tool people can use to limit that risk is by utilizing a Roth IRA. So in this episode, we're going to cover some of the basics of Roth IRAs that pharmacists should be aware of because most likely you'll run into these situations at some point in your life. And using a Roth IRA as part of your long-term financial strategy can provide a lot of great benefits in the near term and farther down the road. I do, before we get any farther, do want to make it crystal clear for everybody listening that in this episode, we're going to concentrate primarily on Roth IRAs and not Roth 401ks. I know they are very similar and to some people. There's no distinction, but they are different. They have different rules and they're used differently within different situations. So again, in this episode, we're going to concentrate on the Roth IRA, not the Roth 401k. So when it comes to Roth IRAs, I want your mind to immediately think of three different ways money can be accumulated within a Roth IRA as we go down this road trying to understand all the benefits it can offer us. Three different ways you can accumulate in a Roth IRA are you can directly contribute money into a Roth IRA. So contributing money that is taking two, three, four thousand dollars out of your checking or savings account and depositing that money directly into an already opened Roth IRA. Option number two to accumulate money in a Roth IRA is by converting funds from another IRA or 401k into the Roth IRA. Again, it's called a Roth conversion. Money already placed in a different IRA or 401k is converted over to a Roth IRA. Let's say you have $10,000 in a traditional IRA and you go, you know what, I wanna put this money into a Roth. You would convert that money from the traditional IRA into your Roth. And finally, the third way you can accumulate money in a Roth IRA is by earnings. You basically make money off of the investment growth inside the Roth IRA account. So let's just say you were a big investor in Amazon back when the company was first getting started and you held that stock inside your Roth IRA. Well, chances are you're going to have probably a lot of earnings in that account because of the initial shares of Amazon that you purchased probably have appreciated significantly since then. So you can contribute, convert, and earn. 
those three ways to accumulate money in a Roth IRA are absolutely crucial to know because those three different buckets of money you have inside of your Roth IRA will determine how, when, and at what cost you can pull that money out and use it in the future. So let's go back to contributions. It's probably one of the easiest ways to fund a Roth IRA is to take money directly from some other account, whether it's a checking or savings account, another non-IRA account, and just drop money or make a deposit right into your Roth IRA. However, there are, and like a lot of you already know, income limitations on who's able to make contributions into a Roth IRA. For example, let's just say a married couple that files a joint tax return has an annual or has an adjusted gross income of $215,000. We'll say within that couple, we have a pharmacist who's making $135,000 a year and their spouse is making $80,000 for a total of $215,000. In the year of 2021, if a married couple has a modified adjusted gross income of more than $208,000 of that year, they are not allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. That number drops to 140000 if you're just a single filer. So again, if you're single and you file a single tax return and you're a pharmacist making $145,000 a year, you would not qualify to make contributions into a Roth IRA because you make too much money. Now, this is where people who find themselves exceeding that income limit utilize what's commonly known as, quote unquote, a backdoor Roth strategy. They make a contribution into a non-deductible IRA, deposit that money, and then subsequently convert that money into a Roth IRA. So that way the Roth is being funded by a conversion, not an actual contribution. Be aware though, using this backdoor Roth strategy, that the IRS does have some legal standing called the step transaction doctrine. And that basically just says that a series of transactions designed and executed as part of a unitary plan to achieve an intended result will be viewed as a whole, regardless of whether the effect of doing so is imposition or relief from taxation. Another way of saying that is essentially if you take multiple steps in order to complete a desired effect in the future, the IRS will look at those series of transactions as basically one transaction, which would eliminate essentially the backdoor Roth from being a legal way to get funds inside of a Roth IRA. So just be aware if you are taking advantage of the backdoor Roth or you know somebody who has and it's something you are considering, just know that the step transaction doctrine is out there for something you need to be aware of in case that's a road you want to go down. Like we talked about earlier, the second way to accumulate money in the Roth IRA are through conversions. And this is the primary way that pharmacists tend to accumulate money inside of a Roth IRA. So again, conversion is converting money from an IRA, traditional IRA or 401k, to a Roth IRA. The conversion amount is taxable. Can taxes be withheld? Yes. However, if you want to get the maximum benefit out of doing a Roth conversion, you probably want to pay any taxes due at the end of the year or prepay those taxes through other money sources, whether it's money sitting in a checking savings account or coming from some non-qualified investment somewhere. There is no income limit to do a conversion. So the IRS took away that restriction a while ago. So that means it doesn't matter how much money you make, anybody can do a IRA to Roth IRA conversion. 
no restrictions, and there's no penalties to convert. However, another rule that kind of tags along with conversions that pharmacists specifically need to be aware of is what they call the aggregation rule. It essentially states that all IRA accounts will be aggregated together for tax purposes. It only applies to IRA accounts, not employer-sponsored retirement plans like 401ks. So why is this important? Basically, the aggregation rule can derail the quote-unquote backdoor Roth strategy high-earning pharmacist households may want to utilize in order to accumulate money in a Roth IRA. For example, let's just say that you worked at Walgreens for 10 years, and now you're finally making the switch over to CVS for a number of reasons. You had an old 401k at Walgreens with $100,000 in it, and you decide you want to take that money out of your 401k and drop it into an IRA just fine. There's no penalty or taxation involved with that. However, later on in that year, as part of your tax planning strategy, you also want to execute a backdoor Roth conversion for $5,000. This quote-unquote backdoor Roth strategy is something you've taken advantage of in previous years, and it's something you want to do again. The aggregation rule when it comes to conversions, which is what a backdoor Roth strategy is, will total all of your IRAs meaning that they'll take your $100,000 IRA that came from your old 401k and your $5,000 non-deductible IRA. They will total those two together for $105,000 and proratably tax your $5,000 Roth conversion based on the $105,000 total amount, meaning your $5,000 backdoor Roth strategy has to be divided by $105,000 because you're basically essentially in the the eyes of the IRS taking a portion of the 105,000 aggregate amount, which is 4.7%. So only 4.7% of your backdoor Roth conversion of that $5,000 that you want to convert will actually convert tax-free. The other 95% will be taxed. So you put money, $5,000 into a non-deductible IRA, you do your backdoor Roth strategy. However, 95% of that money that you put into the Roth essentially is tax, which basically eliminates the entire reason why people utilize a backdoor Roth strategy. There is, however, a workaround. If you have an employer-sponsored retirement plan, so going back to our example, you are now working at CVS and they have a 401k plan, you are able to roll over pre-tax IRA money that came from a former employer-sponsored plan. So your old 401k at Walgreens that you rolled into an IRA can now get rolled into the 401k at CVS, which essentially eliminates all of your IRA funds, which means now that $5,000 backdoor Roth IRA strategy you want to implement can now be safely placed into your Roth IRA through a conversion without it being taxed at all because there's no other IRA money you can aggregate with that $5,000 backdoor Roth because you have placed that in a 401k. And remember, I told you that only IRAs count when it comes to this aggregation rule. So just keep that in mind. If you ever want to do a backdoor Roth strategy and you within a year have put money into an IRA and it's sitting out there, it may be something you want to look into as far as potentially moving that money to another employer-sponsored retirement plan, most likely being a 401k. So getting to the last bucket of money, which is our earnings. The appreciation you earn from your investments inside the accounts are your earnings. So how do these three, that's pretty simple. There's really not a lot else we have to talk about when it comes to earnings. However, just know that it is one of the three buckets of accumulated money within a Roth IRA that you're going to want to be aware of. How do these three accumulation methods come into play when it comes time to withdraw the money? 
Remember, we have contributions, conversions, and earnings. Contributions are always deemed to be withdrawn first whenever you make a withdrawal out of your Roth IRA, which is really, really nice if before you reach that income limit or if you're under that income limit and you put a $5,000 contribution into a Roth IRA and all of a sudden an emergency comes up and you have to pull that money out, you can take out your contribution at any time from a Roth IRA penalty and tax-free. It's your money. It doesn't get taxed because it wasn't deferred going in. And you don't get penalized because basically you're just taking out your own contribution to begin with. Conversions are a little bit different. A conversion needs to meet specific rules in order to not get penalized. So again, if you had $10,000 in an IRA and you converted that into your Roth IRA, you get taxed that year on that $10,000. But now that money sits in your Roth IRA after it's been taxed. So you can, you can, if you want, pull that money out, but if you do, you will incur a 10% penalty for pulling money out unless exceptions are met. And the exception you have to be aware of is the five-year rule. So there's a five-year rule on Roth IRA conversions that state you have to keep every dollar of a conversion inside the Roth IRA for at least five years in order to pull that money out without getting penalized that 10% for doing so. And then finally, the earnings, you get taxed and penalized unless the five-year rule is met and another exemption applies. The most common one is attaining age 59 and a half. Finally, if you completely distribute all the funds in your Roth IRA and you're under 59 and a half, some of the money in that account will fall into that third bucket, which are earnings. If you withdraw earnings at any time out of your Roth IRA before specific barriers or I guess barometers are met, like attaining 59 and a half and, and if or before the five-year rule is achieved, those funds will be taxed as they come out of your Roth IRA and you could end up facing a 10% penalty. But the nice part about earnings is those are the last funds that get deemed withdrawn when you make a distribution out of a Roth IRA. So if you have $10,000 in your account and $8,000 came from contributions and you have $2,000 of earnings, Essentially, you can withdraw up to $8,000 in that Roth IRA and not have to worry about running into any tax or 10% early withdrawal penalties as long as you don't withdraw the remaining $2,000, which are considered earnings. This is just a very brief and very high-level breakdown of Roth IRAs. We're probably going to get into some more stuff in later episodes, but I just want people to be aware of that. You have to understand that when money gets accumulated in a Roth IRA, make sure you understand that there are essentially three buckets of accumulation you want to be aware of in that Roth IRA. Those three buckets are contributions, conversions, and earnings. Each have different rules. I think one of the best things you can do if you are currently trying to navigate how to best fund a Roth IRA or to best utilize a Roth IRA, whether it's in the near term or down the road in retirement, is to actually work with somebody who has specific experience in all these rules because they can get pretty nitty gritty. So consult a professional, whether it's a CPA, a financial advisor, or anybody else you trust for more clarity when it comes to your specific situation. To wrap up, think of a Roth IRA as tax insurance. We have no idea if putting money into a Roth IRA today is what will end up being best for you down the road. We can't know that for sure, but it will decrease your risk of allowing major tax hikes in the future derailing your nest egg. The last thing you want is to accumulate a couple million dollars and then realizing that you owe half of that to the IRS because it's deferred money in a regular IRA. Putting those dollars or getting as much of those dollars into a Roth IRA will help you decrease the risk of 
potentially get into retirement or some point in your life where you want to spend that money and all of a sudden Congress changing tax rules on you, not for the better. So if you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.